News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Joining me now is Congressman Dan Bishop from North Carolina's 9th District, or is it anymore? Is it the 9th District? Congressman Bishop, how are you? Hey, good yeah. to be with you. It, uh, it, uh, I was thinking about how to answer the question. It, uh, is it, well, I guess it's the 9th District for yeah. a long time now, but it's now the 8th. 85% of the district that was the 9th will be the 8th this time around. But you can't file yet. Did you know that? If you were trying to go down, if that was on the agenda for today to go down and file for uh, <laughs> office, you cannot file. The Court of Appeals says no filing. So that is the big news. And I uh, arranged the schedule. I'm going back to Washington, delayed the flight so that I could go down. You know, the way it works for Congress, Pete, is you have to go get your local res- residency and registration certified by the county board of elections. And then it has to go to Raleigh. And we decided to send ours by the uh, like overnight mail or yeah. something. But uh, but I just learned uh, since that has been sent <laughs> off that, they, that the court of appeals has suspended filing. Right. So I guess it's still the ninth district. I don't even know. I I just with <laughs> I just you know I wait for Mark Elias to tell us what's okay. That's really I think the way to go. Uh, just let Mark Elias Mark, Mark run. Mark Elias is the wizard of the universe, <laughs> the Democratic lawyer, national lawyer, and he tells us whether we can have elections and when. Right. And he's, yeah, not focusing on, I went over this earlier, he's not focused on what New Mexico and Maryland, that they've drawn maps up in those states that uh, completely get rid of every single Republican federal office holder. Uh, he's nowhere to be found on the ground in either of those he's states. Undisturbed by those developments. <laughs> So, all right, well, let's, um, where do you want to start? Uh, we've got a couple different things to talk about. Right, well, let me start here. The other day I had yep. uh, one of your colleagues, uh, Congressman uh, Richard Hudson, on, and when, after I did, I noticed people started asking me about this vaccine, this vaccine federal piece of legislation that 80 Republicans had signed on to, and they were asking him about that. And I admit, I, I did not ask him, I did not know that this, this bill had passed. What exactly is this bill? Are you aware of it? Oh, I certainly am. <clears throat> and I have great respect for my colleague, Richard Hudson, but I think he got this one wrong. And it is a bill that, uh, and I'm hearing a little echo in my ear, so it's, I'm having to hard pay attention. I think it's a Bluetooth thing. But this bill was passed on what we call the suspension, kil- uh, suspension calendar, Pete, and that means we suspend the rules and pass. These are bills that uh, they're usually innocuous, not very uh, unusual or controversial. It requires 290 votes to pass one, and there were 294 votes, and 80 of those votes were Republicans. So Republicans passed that bill, and what it, it does is to uh, – uh, let's see if I can. I got it in front of me. The it, it, it tells the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the CDC to conduct activities to expand, enhance, and improve immunization information systems that are administered by health departments of states, localities across the country, and to award grants or agreements for that. But if you look further into the bill, it does things like. Uh, improving the secure bi-directional exchange of data about immunizations between the states and the federal government. And uh, I think it's, it's exactly, it's, it's totally inconsistent with the ideas that most Republicans have supported, which is that 
vaccine mandates are wrong, and therefore the government, the federal government having the ability to conduct surveillance as to who's taking the vaccine is not something we should be assisting. So I voted against that bill, as did 130 Republicans. Is there is there a case to be made that... Uh, look, we want, you know, the data collection, especially with a new virus, we need data collection to be uh, fast and uh, accurate uh, and, and shared among all of the different agencies. And if we, I don't know, mask the, the you know, the identities of the patients and all of that, like, then is, is there a benefit? Is there a, I mean, was there a case like this made at the time? There was little said about it. It was, I mean, they had a floor debate that afternoon. I didn't see the floor debate that afternoon. It has not been something that a lot of people were paying close attention to, I think. And right. that would be the case that those who have supported it have offered. And they have suggested that there's no hazard. But I read some of the language in the bill. It does talk about uh, transferring data to the federal government. Why does the CDC need North Carolina's vaccine or immunization database data? For equity. I, I believe that's a case of federal overreach and the way people feel these days about not trusting how the federal government's going to use their private data or protect it. I don't think that it's something the federal government should be doing or that we should be spending $400 million for that purpose. Yeah. It's probably just for equity though. That's all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, no doubt about it. You mentioned the suspension calendar. Uh, calendar. That was, uh, I think that's the whole year for some schools at CMS. That's, oh, no, I'm kidding. I kid. Um, let me get to, let me get to the, um, uh, the attorney general, Merrick Garland. Um, well, I kind of feel good about him not being on the Supreme Court at this point, but. Um, no kidding. Right. Uh, so threat tagging. Um, I go back and forth on this. Like, on the one hand, is this just an internal code that they're using in the event that they catch some, you know, proud boys who are communicating threats to the local school board? Uh, or is this, like you said, is this another example of federal overreach? This in the case of uh, parents going down and yelling at school boards and all of a sudden the FBI is now super, super interested because this, uh, the Association of School Boards sent the letter and Merrick Garland was like, uh, yes, of course, we'll totally look into all of these allegations. And then they create this this tag. Uh, what was it called? Like a edu protest or something like that. And, and so, like, is this is this just a, a coding thing or is this is this really cause for concern? It's either totally trivial, almost so much so that you can't believe they would send the email out across the country or it's frightening. And so let me get at it. Uh, the body of the FBI, the part of the FBI that sent that email is the Counterterrorism Division. That's, that's amazing. The, the Counterterrorism Division of the FBI needs to be involved in uh, keeping up or keeping tabs on parents protesting school board meetings? Really? That, that's the concern. And presumably what the Counterterrorism Division is operating are terrorism databases. And so they're talking about making some kind of entry in that, and as you said, threat tagging. If all they're doing is giving instructions for when somebody calls the FBI and wants to complain about a mom or a dad uh, shouting at a school board, here's the database code you use I, you know, for recording the telephone call or, or putting the telephone call on the list, then maybe that's the way it's innocuous. If that's the case... 
why would the attorney general take his time to direct the FBI nationwide to engage in or get involved in this issue? So the attorney general did appear before Congress, talked a little bit about uh, uh, this guy, you know, was responding to the criticism from Republicans on uh, on this matter. Do you expect him back in front of the Congress at any point soon? Are you aware of any return visit where he may be called to ask uh, or answer about some of these questions? Well, we've been going after Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, for that to happen, because that memo that went out about threat-tagging these uh, protests, that information should have been in my hand when I had a chance to ask Merrick Garland questions the first time, and it wasn't, because I'd asked the FBI for, or the Department of Justice for that information. They did not provide it. And then he sat there and said that he didn't know what the, the DOJ was doing to further his memorandum saying this threat needed to be attended to. Uh, and in fact, if he didn't know, I could have informed him. Then I could have asked him, asked him about Exactly what we're speculating over here. Mm-hmm. What is the counterterrorism division doing exactly? Um, does Nadler return your calls? Does he take your calls? <laughs> <laughs> Usually, the best way to go about it, Pete, is to just yell at him in an open meeting. Ah, there, <laughs> there you go. That's one way to do it. Uh, all right, and real quick, uh, did you get an invitation to uh, uh, the vice president's visit to Charlotte and uh, the transportation secretary and? There was a rendition of the wheels on the bus uh, that you may have been able to participate in. (laughs) (laughs) My wife was asking exactly that thing. The bill is called the Bipartisan Infrastructure Package. But amazingly, even though I represent Mecklenburg County, as does Alla Adams, I did not get the invitation to join the vice president at the event. Shocking. Completely shocking. Yes. Uh, so build back better because they did talk about how you're going to get all this money in Charlotte. Yay us. And then there's uh, oh, and there's a whole bunch of more money, which I guess is already cleared out of the house right now. You're just uh, there. You, we're all just waiting to see if uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, uh, if they're willing to you know save the republic, I guess. Is that is that where we stand? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the build back broke bill, I believe, is what we call it. And yeah, they, they uh, if they're not impressed enough by the price at the pump and the price in the grocery store, the massive inflation everybody's encountering that is hurting families, they're ready to go yet. They're double down, triple down, quadruple down. And I fear it. We're, we're doing everything we can to fight it, but it's up to Joe Manchin and, and Cinema, as you said. Yeah. Uh, well, far be it for me to suggest you should spend your free time hanging out with me. But if you do around the holidays want to come on into the studio, happy to have you for a longer-form discussion like we used to have. I know this is uh, radio, so it's fast. Um, so if you want to come on in, always happy to have you. And uh, Merry Christmas. I guarantee you we'll do it. Next All right, Merry Christmas weeks, yeah, to you and your family, and uh, travel well, sir. Likewise, Pete. All right, that, that is Congressman Dan Bishop from the 9th Congressional District.